UFC 273 was full of, in my opinion, a bunch of good fights, but a bunch of close-ass fights, right? And, uh, you know, a little bit more decisive on the prelims, like Ian Gary beat Darian Weeks pretty soundly, battled through a little bit of adversity there. Anthony Hernandez versus Josh Fremd was a good fight. You felt like when Josh was getting, like, his space and connecting, there was a lot of danger there for Hernandez, like Hernandez was outmatched. But Hernandez turned into a primarily like a grappling match and a wrestling match. And there were moments where Fremd would like reverse position, you know, or do something that was good. But ultimately, Hernandez was just able to dominate him over the course of the fight. I put money on Aspen Ladd because she was a plus 150. And I really thought if she went out and kind of like implemented an offensive grappling game plan, like was a little bit more wrestling heavy, that she could have kind of like grinded out a win over Raquel Pennington and maybe it was her inability to entry like I know in the third round when she finally did get the takedown it came from the clinch right she had her back up against the cage but she was able to drive forward and kind of like catch Raquel Pennington there so was she just not seeing those opportunities was she not pushing enough for them I don't know but I felt like if Aspen Ladd could get on top that what she did in the third round I thought she'd just be able to do that all fight maybe like Raquel won a round but I thought that Aspen Ladd would just be able to do what she did and Raquel beat her up on the feet, though, man, you know, throughout the first two rounds. So Aspen Ladd just took a little bit too long to get going in this fight and played it more of like a kickboxing range, and Raquel took advantage of it, you know. Um, she was landing cleaner in the exchanges, getting out of stuff. Like, I mean, hey, hats off to her. Raquel Pennington fought a beautiful fight and, uh, you know, really uh, leaned on her veteran-like experience to dot Aspen Ladd up, you know. Um, Mike Mallet. Mallet? Malo, I'm going with Mike Malley. I can never remember. I just heard it last night, too. Knocked out Mickey Gall pretty viciously. Um, so big win for him. Alexio, I'm sorry, guys. I'm reading down this in reverse order. But Alexio Linick defeated Jared Vandera, where it looked kind of like you were like, okay, maybe Vandera's going to be ahead in these positions. Like, he was doing a good job stuffing the head, landing some ground and pound. But, like, the thing about engaging in those situations is, like, you see this with guys like Glover Teixeira, too. It's like... Over the course of, if the longer that the grappling scenario gets drug out, the more likely someone like Alexia Linick or like Glover Teixeira is going to be to be able to find holes, right? And start advancing through things. Like, you might get a couple good positions on them, but ultimately they're going to win out. And then when they get on top, a lot of people don't know how to deal with that kind of shit, right? So, I don't know. It's like... Uh, man, it's uh, you don't want to play that game with him. And I thought Vandera should have maybe been like trying a little bit with a little bit more haste to get away from a Linux. Because again, again, you're you're just engaging in an area that you know they're good in. Uh, Piero Rodriguez beat Kay Hansen, and Julio Arce beat Daniel Santos. So that kind of knocks out the prelims, right? But the fights on the main card, I feel like, were a little bit more debatable. So. First up is Mark Madsen versus Vince Pichel. I personally felt like Mark Madsen won this fight pretty handily. I think like I watched it back, you could maybe give Vince Pichel a round. But just, you know, the I think, and especially the way he landed the takedown in the first really stole that round at least for him. Then he's only, you know, it just felt like he won the fight to me. Vince Pichel did th some things well, landed some nice shots and stuff, and like was able to at times pushed Madsen up against the cage and such, but I just felt like Madsen controlled the fight for the most part. And even in the striking exchanges, you know, he did a good job staying active. Now, Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. I personally scored it 
first round for Tisha and third round for Tisha. I, Mackenzie there's undeniably won the second round with her constant submission chaining, right? The start kind of stemmed from up against the cage and she like kind of like pulled guard but locked up that Kimura and just like she undoubtedly won that round. The question I think is round number and I think Tisha definitely won three. I think the question maybe is round one because Mackenzie Dern, while I thought Tisha was more active, Mackenzie Dern did hurt Tisha, and that matters. And Tisha threw two big sidekicks that landed that kept her away, and I didn't know if that would kind of nullify it, but I guess the judges put – and, I mean, I, I, honestly, what are you going to do? You could call it robbery and stuff, and people like to point to the outstruck thing. But when Mackenzie landed that big right-hander I, – I, mean, I think it was a right – I think it was a right hand – when she connected with that, it hurt Tisha, and you could tell. Now, Tisha did a good job of fending Mackenzie Dern off. And while those leg kicks were thrown with, like, beautiful technique, she had two of them right in a row. I think they landed effectively. They didn't have the potential to end the fight the way that Mackenzie's right hand did. So I'm not completely opposed to giving that fight that, that first round of Mackenzie. Um, I don't know. It's close. It's close because I really feel like otherwise Tisha did a great job and really – you know, dominated things on the feet. So, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? I don't know. I felt like, like I said, it's so hard when you get into a situation like, like this is a really close fight. Like the first round, in my honest opinion, is almost closer to a draw than than anything. And like, yes, it's just one shot, but it is one shot. And that's like, you know what I mean? Some, that's that's what it takes sometimes, and it shows you that there's danger there for. Do you, I don't know, I don't know. I I, I see both sides of the coin. Um, I like a. I'd have to watch it again, but I feel like Tisha Torres did enough in that volume department, though, to overcome that, in my opinion. And those kicks are significant because she didn't allow Dern to swarm her, and in fact, Dern backed off. Right, so that it does do something to get you some points back in my eyes, and I think that she did land consistently enough throughout the round to kind of nullify that shot. And you know, I don't know, it's close. You can't get too upset about this one. I think we're getting like a little bit too quick to start calling things robberies, like, not necessarily. Like, just because you did like your interpretation of how the fight went is different doesn't mean there's not like subjectiveness to it still and other people are gonna have different interpretations man and value different things a little bit more it's just how it goes you know it's the egregious ones that i have a problem with and i don't i if i'm being honest i don't think we saw too much of that last night i thought the fight was pretty well i thought the dern versus torres that's a well-judged fight if you're torres you can't get too upset you know you got to defend yourself like I, I don't know there's there's stock in hurting somebody you know and you guys also have to like Realize that while Pennington, a, a lot of the fights leading up to this, you know, you had Olenek versus Vendera, which was a submission, but like there's a lot of decisions going on. So when something like that happens on a card, I think it stands out a little bit too, right? Especially in the first round. Like people are kind of getting hungry for a finish a little bit, you know what I mean? Like your opener in Madsen versus Pichel just went to a decision. So I don't know. I don't know if that's it or not. But anyway. I felt like it was uh, an extremely close fight. I personally thought Torres still won, but fuck. Anyway, let's move on and talk about Shamaya versus Burns. So, 
this was honestly kind of like when this fight when they were doing like the intro and stuff and all that, I was more nervous for this fight than for the other two fights, right? I kind of felt like, I don't know. I knew that Hamzat was going to face adversity in this fight. I didn't know how much adversity he was going to face. I thought that he was kind of going to be able to implement the wrestling and kind of grind on Gilbert Burns over the course of the fight. But instead, Gilbert did a great job of A, defending like the initial takedown, right? When he did get taken down, he would threaten with things from his back. Um, he did get dr- – and this is another one of those fights, guys, where like Hamza very clearly won the first round. I think Gilbert stole the second, and it comes down to how you score that third. And that third round was close, and there's different variables there, right? So – I think like what you really learned about Shemaev in this fight is that he is ready. Now, while he's had a like like we've talked about it's like it's very reminiscent to me and they did it different like obviously Cody's got like that like boxing not like you know but and Hamzat's more like the wrestler. I mean he knocked people out too fuck, you know, and he stood up with Burns for a lot of this fight. But I just think that, like, if you let him fight just a couple more guys on the way there, you would have saw a more dominant, like, performance over Gilbert Burns by Chemayev. If there were a couple more fights in there. Just because he would get introduced to things at a more, like, steady pace. Like, this was a massive... Guys... Going from fighting like Gerald Mearshart, who has pretty good jiu-jitsu and submission threats and he does some things well, to fighting Gilbert Burns is a big fucking difference. Or, I'm sorry, his most recent fight actually was Li Jingliang. Guys, what do you think Burns does to Li Jingliang? You know what I mean? Like, do you think they're in the same world right now? I don't. I think there's like levels up here. And don't get me wrong. Chemayev proved that he's up there. I just... Like, for his career development, and maybe he goes through this and he's like, fuck, that's where it's at, and he adapts quickly because he's that type of guy, right? But when you think about him and Usman, or him and Colby, those are both very interesting matchups right now. Both very interesting matchups, right? And I feel like you saw some holes a little bit in the game of Chemayev. Just like some moments where he, you know, like he did get a takedown on Burns at one point and I think the second round and Burns literally just kicked him in the fucking chest, right? And like pushed him off. Like you don't, usually there's like a real emphasis on him controlling the person or landing ground and pounding against Gilbert, you know? So if you've got somebody who's a good offensive wrestler as well and who throws like with a little bit more volume, than Gilbert does. Both Usman and Colby throw with a little bit more volume. They both work with a little bit more of like, you know, traditional boxing style. I think that Burns is dangerous because he comes and like clips you with big shit. Like you got, you saw like, he first he caught him with, I think it was in the second, like right at the end of the second round, he caught him with that beautiful like right hook on the chin and then hit him with another right hand that like put him on the mat. Like Burns throws with a lot of power in his hands and not that Usman doesn't. Like Usman obviously did what he did to Jorge. But I'm just saying, I feel like the consistency and the pressure and especially like it's going to be a five-round fight if he fights Colby or Usman. He's going to get a main event next and it's going to be on like like Dana White said ABC probably against Colby. I think that's a great fight and that's definitely going to be your main event. So it's going to be a five-round fight 
And it's like, how is he going to look? Because what I was impressed with the most with Shemaev, as good as he looked on the feet, as he, it was his like relentlessness to keep like moving forward throughout the third round. And granted, Burns came on strong and started hurting Shemaev towards the end of that third round. Like I felt like Shemaev had a really strong start to the third round and Burns closed out kind of strong. Right, so again, some argument there and some debate. I personally felt like Shemaev again, though, like for the most part, did what he had to do in the third round to secure the victory. But there's an argument to be made there for Burns, man. There really is. I mean, he was hurting him, and like there is, in my opinion, a little an argument to like when stuff happens at the end of round, it like it just means a little bit more. It just does. It's like because like it's when the fatigue is starting to set in a little bit. You know what I mean? Especially when you get that late into a fight and in the third round. And in the third round when you know it's all close, it's like the end of that round, the last round of the fight, there seems to be, in my opinion, like there is for me at least an added significance there because it's like this is what it would come down to if there was like if we were simulating the end right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like let's who has the advantage there? And I thought that Burns controlled the last, like, minute, minute and a half, if I remember it. Again, I'd have to watch it back again and, like, pay attention. I'd probably have to take notes if I was really judging and wanted to give you an accurate scorecard. But just gut instinct after, like, watching the fight, I felt like Shemaev won. Um, I felt like Burns really showed him a lot, like, a lot more adversity, like I said, than I thought he was going to get. But all in all, a great performance from Shemaev. And like I said... We learned that he's ready for this level of competition. I just think a little bit more grooming would have prepared him a little bit more soundly for guys like Usman and like Colby. But, hey, some guys accelerate through like that. And like I said, he might be the type of person who, like, he had that type of fight. And he's like, uh, that was, like, an experience, blah, blah, but I got to take that away. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to get new challenges in Colby and Usman. And it's another leap up in competition, again, from Burns to those two, in my opinion. I think Colby's a favorable matchup against Burns as well. You know what I mean? So, like, either one of those guys is going to present him with new problems. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do against someone like that. But it was also, I just, like, I'm talking about, like, the trajectory for Tremayev and whatever and, how like, what we saw from him and his blah, blah, blah. But, like, also, just what a great fucking fight. Like, what an incredible fight. One of the best, like, three-round fights I can remember. A lot of like a lot of momentous, uh, momentum swings kept happening on this card in general, but like this one, like I said, like Jemayev comes out and he takes the first round and he drops Burns with that right hand, right, and then he's on top of him and like then Burns is like throwing up stuff from the bottom and he eventually like gets back to his feet and like man, and then Burns comes out in the second round and is hurting him and like knocks him down and you know, fuck, and then the third round is like I said the first portion seemed to swing towards Shemaev and then it went towards Burns and then it's like over five rounds would it have swung back again and like where would it have settled you know you wonder I don't know but uh a fight like this you really do want to almost see it go five rounds because like I would have liked I'm sure that the pacing would have been a little bit different for both men and I would have liked to have seen what happened over 25 minutes but that's we're going to get that next for Shemaev that will definitely be the next step okay Moving on to Aljamain Sterling versus Piotr Jan. When I first watched the fight last night, watching it live, I thought that Piotr Jan won round one, round four, and round five. There's no denying. There's no denying that even though Aljamain wasn't really able to like, 
He got to an advantageous position by taking the back. He wasn't able to really threaten with any type of submission. Like, there was stuff there. He was threatening with the neck, but Jan was doing a really sound job with the hand defense, right? Not giving him that stuff, keeping moving, not staying in a stagnant position too long so that, you know, he did a good job there. He did a good job of peeling stuff off and staying sound. So, But there's no denying those that Sterling won two and three, and I think Jan won four and five. The question is that first round. Who won that first round? And if you guys go back and watch it, though, I watched it again this morning, and I still don't know, but I really kind of feel like Sterling won. If you look at a lot of the punches and stuff that Jan was throwing, they really weren't connecting. He landed, he landed, and it's like, I remember, I think, like a nice right hand that was actually really nice. But over the course of the round, Sterling was kind of connecting with the body kicks quite often, right? Like doing a little bit more there, and it took, place primarily on the feet so i kind of am leaning towards this is right sterling i think one one two and three and young came back and looked good in four and five but i don't know i kind of think sterling did enough now again it's a close one if you want to give it to yawn i don't have a problem with that you know i don't it's not like again i don't think either one would have been a robbery but I kind of think Sterling did a little, was a little bit more effective on the feet in the first round than Jan was. If you watch it back, watch how much of the stuff that Jan was throwing, how many of his punches and stuff were missing. Not that they all were, and not that he didn't have moments of success, but pay attention to just how often like Sterling's just kind of tagging him with stuff, right? Clearly outclassed in the boxing department, but did a good job of working his kicks and stuff, controlling the range a little bit, you know? Drawing some big offense out of Piotr Jan, which is a little bit like, you know, I think Anik even mentioned it on the broadcast, uncharacteristic, like little, maybe some moments of frustration. I think that Jan kind of, I think Sterling kind of won the first round after watching it back. I really do. Like I said, when I watched it live last night, I thought Jan won one, four, and five, and I was kind of surprised that they gave it to Sterling. But when I watched it back, I was like, eh, no, and I'll t- there's a, one time when I was, at a live UFC fight, it was a, an event in Buffalo. DC was fighting, ooh, I think Anthony Johnson. Uh, Goddamn, I should know. First, it's either Johnson or Lewis. I'm almost positive it was Anthony Johnson. But um, Josh Emmett had a fight, I believe. Wow, I can't even remember who it was. I think it was Josh Emmett uh, had a fight, and I remember watching it from up in like we had like we were pretty high up like we didn't have great seats and it looked like one of the guys was connecting on everything like he was throwing with way more volume and uh but he was missing a lot and when i watched one i was like doing shit now like like prepping like i do now whatever right and when i watched that fight i think joe rogan said in the broadcast he was like you know if you're watching this from the stands it probably looks like he's winning because he's coming really close with these. But they're all just missing. And I think Emmett was actually outlanding him. Uh, so, or, I forget who it was. Fuck, it's bugging me so bad. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to, like, throw it in the comments or something. I'm not going to do it right now. But anyway, my point is just, like, sometimes it can look like somebody's winning a fight. Because, like, also with Sterling versus Jan, Jan's missing in really narrow margins. And those 135ers are throwing their hands fast. So it's kind of hard to tell, right? And, like, there are things that glance off, like, I don't know, that aren't really impacting. There's a lot there. But I gave it to Sterling, man. I kind of thought they got this one right. 
And then in the main event, Alexander Volkanovsky kind of proved why he was such a heavy favorite, like a minus 700 favorite or some shit like that. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. He's approaching that category. And I I think we kind of knew that he was going to do this to Zombie, but when he does stuff like this, it just cements it, right? He's now 11-0 in the UFC. He's on a 21-fight win streak. And I was reading some stat, and I can't remember all of them, but he just joined, like, the company of, like, Anderson Silva, you know, uh, I think Demetrius Johnson. No, because Johnson might have lost a cruise in the UFC. I don't think Johnson was on the list. I can't say, I can't fucking remember who's on the list either. I have a terrible memory, I guess. Anyway, I'll, 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 maybe I'll throw that in here too. But anyway, he joins like some great company there that started their UFC career off 11 and 0, like all, all time great. Sabib, obviously one of them, right? Uh, uh, but he's, it's like, I don't really know what the next challenge for him at 145 is other than Max Holloway. And that Holloway fight is there and it's good. But you saw after the fight, well, Volkanovski was talking about wanting to move up and wait to 155 and start challenging people up there. And, you know, if you look, he's a big dude. He's a big dude for the weight class. Uh, He used to weigh like 230 pounds or whatever a fucking he weighed when he played rugby and all that shit. Like he's a big guy, right? And he could probably stack a little bit more muscle on and he's get you know, he would get there the right way. Like Volkanovsky is a professional, right? In everything. Like the way he shows up and does everything, he's a fucking professional. So you know that like he's going to move up the right way and be well prepared for it, right? So I think if you see how Oliveira and Gaethje plays out and Volkanovsky wants to move up to fight one of those two... If you look at the way that, like, Volkanovsky's also faced a serious, like, a sharp striker. Vol- Ortega's striking's pretty good, guys. It's pretty fucking clean. And his jiu-jitsu is nasty. And that's kind of the same situation with Oliveira. You get the feeling maybe Oliveira's a little bit more dangerous and he's going to be a little bigger. But, like, can Volkanovsky handle that now? You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit. I don't know. It's an interesting fight. It's an interesting fight. And uh, I don't know. You get the feeling that he can hang with those guys. And I think it's a little bit more interesting right now than fighting Max Holloway. Honestly, I do. I think that if you look at Volkanovski and say, give him the winner of Oliveira versus Gaethje, I'm interested. If he wants to, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I think Volkanovski is so fucking technical. I think he moves so well. I think he has good power. I think he's a fucking surgeon in there. Like, he's picking you apart, he's getting his reads, he's landing, he's taking his time, he's doing what he needs to do. And uh, he has the ability to finish you if he's able to pour it on you like he did the zombie. And uh, like I said, I think we all kind of knew that this was how this was going to play out. But again, it's just cementing his legacy, man. He's one of the greatest of all time, and he's, he's got two wins. 145 shifted real quick, right? Like, it went through all these rapid changes. It was like... For a long time, it was undeniably Jose Aldo. Then Conor McGregor knocked him out, and you're like, well, shit. Like, Conor just knocked him out in 13 seconds. What do you do? Like, is Conor now, like, there's debate whether he was. And then Conor goes off to 155, starts doing his thing, right, never really comes back to featherweight. And Holloway comes in and takes over, and he beats Aldo, and then he beats Aldo again, right? And then he beats Ortega, and he has, like, his title run, and then Volkanovski comes in and beats Holloway and beats Holloway again. So it's like, you know what I mean? What do you, it's like, how do you not, though, at this point in time, 
And also, Volkanovski has that win over Aldo in his back pocket, too. He has that win over Mendez, right? He has wins over big, big names in the division. And granted, maybe he caught them a little bit later in their careers, but still, they're still on his resume. And how, there's no, there's no arguing guys like Ortega. There's no arguing guys like fucking Max Holloway. Really, not even, the zombie's a bad motherfucker, too. You guys saw what he did to, like, Hanato Moicano, right? Like, I mean, like, Fan Sung Jung is a bad motherfucker. And, uh, you know, I think Volkanovski just, like, levels, man. Levels. And he's on a different one. So, I don't know. But the fights last night were fun. Uh, before I end this, the only thing I really want to do is just kind of go over how I bet on the fight last night and how it went. I should have fucking stayed away from the prelims. And I knew, I do this all the time, like... I really only have time or like maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just fucking like I don't know. But like I usually like research the main card and that's pretty time consuming, right? To go through all the fights and like really make my picks about who I think is going to win. And uh, on the main card, we bet three units. I bet three units on the Mark Madsen money line. Two units on Torres money line. One unit on the Burns money line. Two units on the Sterling money line. And half a unit on Transung Jung, the Korean zombie, by knockout TKO or DQ. So, honestly, and I kind of expected, I said this when I put the bets out, but like I kind of expected to make or lose money on this one. But I felt like the odds of Burns, Sterling, or the zombie winning, like one of those three just like happening on this card, there was a pretty good chance that one of them was going to win. So it's like, how do you narrow down which one is the right one like the most likely to win and i thought it was sterling i thought sterling looked off his game in the first fight i think he was getting slept on and i think like you know i also felt like i was really feeling like jamayev had a a size advantage over burns and i thought that was going to be significant you know granted burns dealt with it pretty well but like i thought it was going to be maybe a little bit more significant than it was in the fight and i felt like sterling is a big like strong dude at 135 and, you know, there is that element of the ground game, right? And there is the element of the kicking game of Sterling. So I just felt like he was the most likely to pull it off. So I threw two units on him and kind of like, like I said, initially I thought I lost. Like when they when they read the decision, I was like, I lost the bet. But when I watched it back, I was like, eh, maybe they did get it right. Fuck, I don't know. I mean, I bet the money on it, so I'm happy it paid out, right? But like, anyway, so... Where I fucked up is I started betting on the prelims on fights I didn't know as much about. Like, you know, sometimes you see, like, some highlights of some guys like Daniel Santos, and you're like, oh, maybe he could land some shit like that on this guy and make it. But Arosa just fucking a vet, man. Picked him apart over the course of the fight. I lost one unit on that. I actually, looking back on it, no. I kind of I felt good about the bets last night that I was placing. Like, Tisha Torres, two, like, two units. She easily could have won that fight. Uh, Burns... One unit, man, that was a hell of a fight. You could have given him that third round. You know what I mean? Like, it's not t- not terrible. And I knew Chumayev, like I said, was going to bump into something. So it's like, why not throw The odds are just too good not to throw a little bit down. Uh, so I lost two units on Lad. I won two units on over, at over one and a half in Hernandez versus Fremd. And then I lost Ian Gary by knockout or TKO. And looking at, like, the fight with Barbarina, maybe I should have known that, like, Weeks was going to present him with a little bit of trouble. I told myself I was going to stay away from this fight completely. And then, of course, like, right before it rolled up, I was like, ah, fuck it. It's, like, the feature prelim. I might as well bet on it. And then I lost. So, but anyway, end of the night, we I ended up, like, three and a half units up. So, if you guys are following along there or, like, 
I'm not recommending that you guys like tail me or anything like that. I've only recently just started tracking it. So maybe like wait until I get some shit rolling and you guys can see how things play out long term. But right now, since March 19th, that's like three events that I've bet on so far. I'm up 15 units. So not bad, but we'll keep chugging along and see how, you know, I'm, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But this is more fun for me than anything and just like keeping myself accountable and trying to like not play as dumbass bets like I do sometimes. So, you know, and then putting it out there because if I, if I pick through stuff, sometimes I do feel like there's like holes that I can expose, but I don't have any like anything on paper to prove that, right? So that's kind of the point of this. So I don't know. It's just out there for fun if you guys want to like tag along on any of the stuff. But anyway, that's going to wrap this one up, guys. Appreciate you all turning, tuning in. Let me know what you thought of the fights. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll get a breakdown out for the fights coming up this weekend. It's Vicente Luque versus uh, Muhammad rematch. So that's a great fight. And uh, yeah, we'll take a look at those. And otherwise, guys, I fucking forgot to close the blinds. This sun's coming in. It's probably so annoying, the light streaking across my face. But anyways, I'll wrap this up. Thank you again. Bye-bye.